Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Give Them the Sports Biz. From San Francisco, California, out on the West Coast, this is Dan Avone, and joining me, like always, out from New York City, out on the East Coast, of course, it's the NFL agent, Mr. Matt Marino. Matty, what's going on today? Doing well, Dan. I'm doing well. Um, just uh, getting through the business of the day and, you know, talking with you. Well, the business of the day is Tom Brady, as we know, earlier in the week, of course, going to Tampa Bay and shocking the sporting world, leaving New England, and going to Tampa Bay and playing for the Buccaneers. The contract we knew was imminent in just a matter of time. They were trying to work out something with the physical, and apparently they have, they've gotten to a point where they, they're going to have a physical. It's not going to be the, the Tampa Bay duck, uh, Buccaneer doctor, but rather somebody that they both agree on. And apparently it was, it was pretty amicable between the two, but the contract – and the numbers have now been hammered out. Two years at 50 mil is what we're hearing with 9 million incentives. Can you walk us through it and tell us about the Tom Brady deal that officially has him going to Tampa Bay? Sure, sure. So this is, you know, this is Tom Brady's first uh, fully guaranteed deal. And, um, you know, unlike a lot of guys in the NFL, uh, he's certainly, uh, you know, able to command that. Um, you know, the only other person that you're talking about um, that's in that category right now is Kirk Cousins, another quarterback, just as we've talked about. Um, and past shows, you know, quarterback is, is certainly the premier position. Um, but with Brady, um, you know, he's, he's doing a couple things here. One, he's obviously got the fully guaranteed, you know, 50 million. Um, so 25 million over, uh, you know, a fellow, a fellow quarterback, Drew Brees, who, who just signed recently. Um, you know, he's, he's looking at a $25 million bump over Brees. Not quite in the $30 million range as, you know, Aaron Rodgers or, or Russell Wilson per year, APY, but but for Brady, um, there's there's a couple of key components. One, he can you know he can certainly earn up to, um, you know, four and a half million in each of the two years, 2020 and 2021, in incentives. So coming out to nine, um, that that obviously gets added on. And um, I know another. I know one part of it is the 2.2 million, uh, 2.25 million for each year making the playoffs, um, advancing in the playoffs, and then advance to the Super Bowl. Um, and of course, in any quarterback contract and most aging quarterback contracts, there's going to be some kind of threshold for playtime in there. Um, he's probably got another 2.25 million um, finishing within the top of the league, you know, top five in passer rating, touchdowns, passing yards, completion percentage. Um, but I think the two, the two kind of takeaways here um, that are really interesting are that, you know, he's always said he's one of the play to, play to 45. And, you know, at this stage, doing a two-year deal, um, no trade clause, no franchise tag. You know, that, that says to me that he's looking to do, you know, become a free agent again um, and do this all over again um, and, and not leave Tampa Bay. But, um, you know, if he's, if he's going to leave, it's going to be on his own terms. That's interesting. So when you look at this deal strictly from the numbers that Tom Brady potentially, when we get to this point two years from now, could be looking to re-up with Tampa Bay. Is that sort of the language that you see between the lines in that contract with Brady and the Bucks? Yeah, that's, you know, that's what the franchise tag, you know, you know, not having the franchise tag, you know, being applied to you and, and not having a, you know, a trade clause, uh, no trade clause, you know, that's exactly what it says. Um, if, you, if you look through the lines, you know, look through the lens, um, you know, he doesn't want to be bounced around the league, you know, like, uh, you know, certain um, veteran quarterbacks, aging quarterbacks at the end of their careers. We can say Brett Favre's name. It's okay. Yeah, we can yeah. Like a you know, like a guy like Brett Favre. You know, there you go. Exactly. You know, the physical seemed to be the one hang up here with Brady. And of course, 
They're able to work that out. We talked about the contract is now done. Now it's just a matter of seeing Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform. That's going to be weird. And it's all systems go, at least for the next two years, as you just mentioned. It's a guaranteed deal. But speaking of physicals, I wanted to go here with Joe Flacco, who was just recently waived as of today by that of the Denver Broncos. And they waived him with something I've never heard of before. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about. They waived him with a failed physical designation. What does that mean, Matt? Sure. So since, uh, since Flacco was placed on IR last year, probably about half through the season, I think he ended up like two and six with the Broncos uh, with the herniated disc in the, in the neck. Um, he becomes, you know, an understood free agent. And basically what they do is, um, you know, at this point in time, you know, the, the Broncos don't feel that Flacco would, would pass a, a pass a physical um, if given one. And basically they, it gives them some reprieve. Uh, his, his cap number, I believe is 20.2 uh, this coming year. Uh, and, and obviously for a backup quarterback, you know, Drew Locke is their starter going forward. Um, that's just too high of a number. Um, so the Broncos, by, by releasing them now, um, with the designation that they chose, um, you know, because he is, uh, he's not able to pass a physical, you know, they're saving themselves about 20, about $10 million. Um, you know, so they can put that into other, you know, positions of need. Um, and obviously, uh, since they, you know, they just agreed to some terms with, uh, Jeff Driscoll to be Drew Locke's backup. Um, I think earlier this week, um, when the league year opened up, um, you know, you kind of saw this release as coming for a guy like Flacco who was 35, um, had a down year with the injury. And even before that, um, you know, had some, had some bumps along the way, you know, adjusting to the Broncos offense. Um, you know, so for a guy like him, it actually works out, you know, pretty great for both sides here. The Broncos get some reprieve, you know, saving 10 million bucks. Um, and then Flacco, you know, he can get a fresh start somewhere. Uh, you know, maybe it ends up being New England uh, taking over for, you know, taking over for Brady, but uh, could be a couple other places where he'll have the chance to at least compete for a starting, you know, starting job off the bat. So it's a, essentially it's Denver, and we could see this by more NFL teams, just exercising a loophole. It's not that he can't play physically. It's just that as if, as if they were to take that physical today, he wouldn't pass. Exactly. But he would pass eventually. So Yeah, and they, and they anticipate he'll pass eventually. Um, it, and this happens a lot, and you might even see it happen more often this year than you have in years past because of what's going on around the country and, and players not being at their team facilities, um, you know, at the moment, at the present moment. So, yeah, they're, they're taking advantage of the loophole um, where, you know, yeah, he would not pass a physical today. Um, but in, in all accounts, he'll probably pass one in, you know, in a month, maybe two months. Um, and he'll have the ability to, you know, sign for another team as an unrestricted free agent. Then. And now he joins the pool of Jameis Winston and Cam Newton and now Mr. Flacco and, and Nick Foles, who, by the way, just signed with Chicago. But interesting that a lot of these former Super Bowl MVPs that are, that are uh, moving Flip over the last, day, last couple of days. All right, another guy that, that saw movement again, and this is Todd Gurley. And we talked about this the other day, how Gurley just – I think it was just a couple of years ago where he was one of the premier players not only in the NFL but certainly the center of attention for that of the Los Angeles Rams and a key cog to that Super Bowl team that eventually got beat by the New England Patriots, speaking of Tom Brady. But Gurley now, he officially signs with Atlanta today on a one-year deal. Can you take us through that? Sure. So, you know, for Gurley, you know, it actually goes back to what we were talking about. You know, most likely he was, a, you know, he was a trade piece. Um, the Rams were trying to move um, and, and certainly, you know, had been talking to Atlanta, you know, through that process of trying to move him, um, which is the reason, you know, he, he ends up at Atlanta so quick. 
Um, but for him, you know, his, his deal with, with Atlanta is, you know, one year, $6 million. Um, but the parts that are kind of left out is, you know, he's going to be making 11 million this year. Um, and that's from the Rams because he was just paid a uh, $7.5 million bonus uh, a couple days ago. Um, he had that language in his contract, you know, being paid a roster bonus. Um, and the Rams also get a little reprieve because Todd Gurley has an offset. Um, and, and essentially an offset means, you know, you can't be paid the same money by two teams. Rams get about $2.5 million back in salary um, that they were paying him um, in the form of that bonus. So they get a little bit of a credit there. And Gurley goes to about $11 million for the 2020 season. So, um, you know, the Rams are certainly on the hook for – for one year, I'm sorry, the Falcons are certainly on the hook for one year, $6 million, And that's, you know, where they get a little bit of a steal here because um, he did that, that $7.5 million recently um, that works out to about five, $5.5. And he's still taking home $11 million this year, but, but the, you know, the Falcons are only paying $6 million of that. And you would think, speaking of physicals, once again, that mm-hmm. Atlanta has – the knee has been so problematic for Todd Gurley, just simply not the same football player, both physically and mentally, I think, with the Los Angeles Rams. Is that something that they would take into concern? Do you think there's anything written in the contract concerning his health? I'm sure. I'm sure there's got to be something in there that's concerning his health. Um, certainly his left knee, I believe it is. Um, and then certainly, you know, he, from all accounts, he hasn't taken a physical yet. Um, I know the Rams have announced, you know, that they signed him in a creative way, but they actually haven't, you know, signed him yet. Um, he hasn't passed that physical yet. And, um, you know, they've, they basically have put out the hints that they've signed him, but they, phys- they, they theoretically, or they literally cannot say they actually signed him yet um, because of the, you know, restrictions that are ongoing with NFL teams and, and their facilities and who can visit them. Um, but he's got to have some, you know, there's got to be some touch points and contacts in his contract um, that touches on his knee and certainly, um, you know, it could be a situation where, um, you know, you don't know the deal's done yet um, because, you know, once the once the Falcons do get a look at his physical, you know, they, they might not be, um, you know, completely satisfied with it. And if they get to that point, Matt, where they're not satisfied or if he doesn't pass, quote unquote, pass the physical, they can walk it back, right? They're not obligated to take him this year. Yeah, they can walk it back. Um, you know, these contracts this year, um, there's been language that have been that's been inserted. You know, not just um, you know for the virus outbreak, um, you know specifically, but also because of what you know is surrounding the virus, um, the lack of physicals, the lack of you know getting eyes on players, um, the lack of their own doctors looking at them, unless a team or two teams in a trade situation um, or a team and a player uh, like in a, in a free agent situation like Brady uh, agree on a, um, a neutral doctor that they can visit and um, pass a physical or, you know, certainly um, evaluate a player. So yeah, it, that can certainly be walked back. You've been in this situation before, but how adamant is a team or it, it, like what we witnessed today or over the last couple of days with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady is it pretty much we want our guy to check you out? We want our team physician who's on our payroll to find out what it is that uh, you're all about physically? I mean, is that – are they pretty much, you know, it's either our guy or bust for a lot of these football teams? Yeah, and, and that's, you know, like you bring up Tom Brady, and that's a good point. You know, Tom Brady's an outlier. He's, you know, he's an exception to the rule. Um, you know, a lot of these players um, don't have 20 years of experience and, and sit Super Bowls. Um, so you're not going to have that, you know, that luxury. Um, so certainly, you know, by the NFLPA, players are able to turn down, um, you know, and, and, you know, decline seeing a, 
a neutral physician to get that physical. Um, but as we've been instructed by the PA, um, by the players union that, you know, the contract certainly won't be honored um, if, if that is the case, but, but yeah, teams are certainly looking to get their own guys on you, um, their own guys hands on you. Um, you know, they, they know exactly those, those team doctors know exactly what, um, you know, has been in, in that player's past. Um, if they do have an injury history, whether it's a mild one or, or a severe one um, or something that has, you know, ailed the player, you know, throughout their career. Um, so, so yeah, um, you know, they have all that information, you know, readily available and, and those teams, when you're investing, you know, whether it's, you know, a year at 6 million or, you know, two at 50, um, you know, they certainly want to have their own doctors, you know, looking at you and, and certainly poking and prodding you. I think if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm much more comfortable with Tom Brady and a neutral doctor the way he takes care of himself, albeit at age 42, soon to be 43, than I am with one Todd Gurley and the Six. physical that he's, he's dealt with, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, only 26 years of age. That's, that's pretty yeah. remarkable. 26 he, and, you know, a lot of carries two years ago, you know, really banged up and didn't have as many last year. But, yeah, you just mentioned it. You know, when you're in the league 20 years, you know, you're doing something right, you know, physically for your body. Um, you know, that's, that's certainly something that's – that is, you know, certainly something that's true. And Brady has always, uh, you know, he can always attest to that. Matt, let's switch to the drama that is, like always, the big D and the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. First, we'll, sign, we'll start with Amari Cooper. He signs for five years at $100 million, which I find somewhat surprising. Puts him sort of in that Julio Jones neighborhood. But the five at 100, how much of that 100 will he see? And how much of that contract can you tell us in detail with, Amari Cooper going back to Dallas. Well, he's definitely going to see 40. Um, that's for sure. You know, there's a, there is a potential out in 2022, um, you know, and he'll, he'll definitely see 40. And, you know, I anticipate a guy like him, you know, probably seeing, uh, you know, seeing more than that. Um, you know, he's got a total guarantee of 60. Um, guarantee that signing um, is, is the 40 million 2020 and 2021 salary, um, you know, and, and certainly his 2022 salary, guarantees the fifth day of the league year in 2020, 2022, um, you know, so he's going to be looking at, you know, a substantial pay raise. Um, but, you know, for a guy like him, um, you know, they gave up a first round pick to acquire him, you know, initially from the Oakland Raiders, you know, so for a team like Dallas, it makes a lot of sense, you know, to even overpay because you don't want to say, Hey, look, you know, we gave up a first rounder, um, you know, for you and, you know, haven't really been able to sustain you on the roster. You don't want to, you know, let that guy walk out your door. Certainly Dak Prescott's, you know, number one target. You know, they do want to keep him, Ezekiel Elliott and Prescott, um, you know, on the on the Cowboys. You know, those are the three guys that they feel like they can roll out, um, you know, any week and, and have a good chance of beating everybody, you know, offensively. Um, and I think it just gives, you know, Prescott some, you know, some – some help there too. Um, you know, he, he's been the number one, he, he certainly is a number one receiver. I don't know if he's a, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, a Julio Jones, you know, type of number one. Um, but, but certainly, you know, when he has been healthy, which I know he was banged up last year for a lot of parts of the season and couldn't even practice. Um, you know, that guy has been, you know, certainly a reliable target. And, you know, when you are, you know, a team that, you know, can win your division um, or, you know, can at least compete to win your division, you know, got to have a number one, and got to have a, you know, an outlet for your quarterback. You know, when you talk about he's he, – maybe he's not in that same rarefied air as the Odell Beckham Jr. when he's healthy and going strong, and even Thomas out in New Orleans. But now that he's signed, and whether they 
overpaid. This now becomes the new benchmark, is it not? If you're a young wideout like a, a Chris Godwin, speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or even Thomas out in New Orleans, or anybody whose deal that's up, you now look at Amari Cooper as the new benchmark and saying, hey, I want his money because I got bigger numbers and I think I'm a better player than him. Yeah, and for a guy like, you know, you just talked about it, Chris Godwin, you know, not only is he going to be making some money uh, as a free agent, um, but he's going to be making some money off Tom Brady when he when he sells number 12 to him. Um, but, uh, right. yeah, but, um, but no, for a guy like Godwin, absolutely. Um, you know, he can be certainly – you know, certainly looking at that contract saying, look, you know, I had Jameis Winston last year and put up better numbers. You know, I'm going to have Brady now. Brady's made a lot of people very, very wealthy. I think we all know that, especially wide receivers and tight ends, um, you know, catching the ball. Um, he's certainly made uh, some people very, very wealthy. Um, so, you know, for a guy like Cooper, um, you know, you're just yeah, – that's that's what you're looking to. You're saying, all right, you know what, if I'm Hopkins, and Hopkins I think we all know – is going to be on a new deal in, in Arizona with the Cardinals. Um, and, and that was one of the hiccups in, in, in Houston. Um, you know, guys like him, um, certainly guys that are a little bit younger, like, like a guy when, um, you know, they're going to be looking at Cooper saying, all right, you know, that's the benchmark. That's the one I want to surpass. That's the one I want to, you know, get past and push past. Um, you know, so yeah, that, that's, he, he became a new benchmark pretty easily. Um, you know, and 60 million guaranteed. 40 million guaranteed at signing. Um, there's a lot of players in the league that, you know, can certainly surpass that in the next probably two, three years. Let's talk about the guy that is going to be throwing to him. And that of course is Dak Prescott. If you were the agent for Dak Prescott, obviously you're an NFL agent, but if you were handling Dak's deal, what sort of advice would you give him? He was just franchised as we all know between 31 and I think 33 million for this one year they have until July 15th to hammer out a deal, but how would you guys handle that going forward? You know, so for a guy like him, you know, young quarterback, um, you know, he's a little bit on that kind of like that Kirk Cousins trajectory um, when, when Kirk was, you know, back in uh, Washington with the Redskins. Um, you know, certainly um, the thing is, is that you want to keep him in Dallas. That's the biggest thing. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, their commercial appear, appeal their fan appeal, their, you know, their brand as a franchise provides Dak Prescott so many opportunities away from the football field that are lucrative than you can even imagine, um, you know, in other situations around the country. Um, you don't want Dak Prescott, you know, a very well-spoken, humble, um, certainly a, uh, a good football player by all means. Um, the fact that he's, by, you know, the fact that he's a, an African-American quarterback in a large, large market um, you know, playing for probably the most recognizable franchise um, in the NFL and one of the most recognizable franchises uh, in North America, uh, you want to keep him in that marketplace, um, you know, because of those, you know, opportunities that he's going to get. So, you know, sometimes the, uh, the on-field contract can be a little bit uh, compromised. I don't think, you know, much, but he's going to have the opportunity to earn that money back in spades um, over the life of his career and after his career, if you look at some of the Cowboys legends that are still able to go, you know, even the younger legends, you know, not even a Roger Staubach, um, a guy like, you know, a, a you know, franchise quarterback, but Aikman, Emmitt Smith, you know, Michael Irvin, obviously, Deion Sanders, um, you know, they're, they're able to, Romo. you know, yeah, Romo, you know, obviously he's in that category too. Um, you know, that, that star, that brand, um, that franchise brings such – such a huge element that, you know, you're not even thinking about really 
um, you know, when you're doing the, when, when you're doing, you know, going through all these situations. Um, so he's, you know, he's a guy that, you know, whether he plays this plays this year out in the franchise tag, um, you know, they, both sides have till July to work that out. Um, I think one of the things that Cowboys, you know, might've been hoping for is that the NFL PA and, and the uh, NFL, you know, would give them two options with a franchise tag and a transition tag this year. And they could put Cooper and, um, Dak on, on either, um, and, and both of them and, and kind of, you know, have everyone, you know, playing under that situation. But, um, but certainly, you know, they found a way to pay Amari Cooper. You got to find a way to pay, you know, the guy that gets in the ball, um, you know, whether that's this year, um, I, I believe it's only going to increase for Dak, you know, going forward, um, because he does have that, that brand behind him. Who has the leverage right now? And is it also somewhat disrespectful? You hear a lot of that, that, you know, why, why are they squabbling Dallas over 4 or $5 million? Give him more money than that of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. That seems to be one of the names and one of the barometers by which at least Dak Prescott is measuring his ability and how much he should get paid. Is this a sign of disrespect on the part of Dallas that they haven't done this deal already? And also part two of that, who has the leverage? Doesn't essentially Dak Prescott have them over a barrel when you think about it? He does. No, I mean, he really does. And I, and I think, you know, it goes back to the franchise and we've talked about this, you know, teams want to f- try to figure out ways to get their franchise quarterbacks younger, um, you know, certainly under, you know, salary, you know, constraints, um, you know, team friendly deals. And you see it, um, you know, you see that, you know, some of the highest quarterbacks out there, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Roethlisberger, Stafford, Matt Ryan, Breeze, um, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, you know, out of those quarterbacks, um, you know, outside of Drew Brees, um, you know, with the Saints, Russell Wilson, you know, there hasn't been a lot of quarterbacks, um, you know, a lot of teams that have been, you know, going deep in the playoffs there. Um, you know, Brady is the the 13th paid, well, prior to the, you know, the uh, Bucks deal, he was the 13th, you know, highest paid quarterback. And that just goes to, all right, you know what? We got to find pieces around him. Um, and Brady was obviously well compensated his entire career. Um, and it's tough for, you know, for teams to get players to see, all right, you know, you're 23, 24 years old. You know, can you play 20 years like Brady? Probably not. You know, he's an outlier, um, you know, but, but teams want to be able to say, all right, you know what, take a little bit less now. We're going to keep extending you. You know, we're going to put weapons behind you, put weapons around you and make the roster better. Um, and, you know, obviously for Brady, you know, it took him until he was 40, you know, in his 40s to, to finally say, all right, you know what, I want a fully guaranteed deal. Um, and, and clearly the Patriots weren't doing that. But, um, but yeah, for, for a guy like that, Dak, he does. You know, he's, he's got a lot of leverage right now. Um, he could sit out, you know, if he so chooses to do so. You saw Ezekiel Elliott do that, you know, a couple of years ago with the Cowboys and, and obviously, um, you know, got his big deal. So, you know, he, he does have them over a little bit and, um, you know, would be able to control, you know, what they're doing, um, you know, come July, April, I mean, July, August, and, you know, who knows what the schedule is, but come that time. It's it's always interesting, right, out in Dallas. Never um, adult yeah. talking yeah, about the Dallas Cowboys, right? No, they're going to keep they're gonna keep the drama circling around the, around the league for everybody, absolutely, and including, uh, you know, the – the uh their owners and ownership group as they have as they always have them you know on a side note as weird as it is to see tom brady in a tampa bay buccaneer uniform it's going to be almost as strange to see 
the legendary tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Jason Witten in an Oakland Raider uniform. Yeah, playing in Vegas. You know, it's uh, yeah, and, that, and that's something else we could we should talk about. You know, you're gonna have all these uh, these stoppages now, right? With the uh, with the orders around the country, it could end up uh, forcing some teams back to where they originally were. You know, without the stadiums, without stadium construction, you know, you might have some teams going back to their original cities or where they are coming from. Uh, wow, that that's fascinating. Yeah, because if you think about it, the Raiders don't have anywhere to go. I mean, Los Angeles, and and we can maybe tease this for another show the next time we do this, but Los Angeles obviously is in the midst and, and they're hit the home stretch in terms of finishing their new facility for both the Chargers and the Rams. But if they've stopped construction because of the coronavirus, what's going to happen there? At least, you know, the Chargers and the Rams have somewhere that they can play, but that's not sure. the issue with – with the Las Vegas slash Oakland Raiders. Yeah, and, and I think that was look. Uh, I don't know how much this played into the, into the factor with you know with Tom Brady, but I know obviously um, you know with the order to stop work in California, um, certainly Tom Brady could have been you know if he did sign with the Chargers could have been playing in a thirty thousand seat soccer stadium um, if that stadium in Los Angeles does not get done. Um, so I know that wasn't probably the you know the the top of his mind, um, but. I'm sure someone had that conversation with them. Well, maybe we can leave that for the next show. We'll talk about stadium construction and what potentially that means for the Rams, the Raiders, as well as the Chargers. As of right now, the Raiders are headed to Las Vegas, but we'll wait and see like the rest of us. We're all sort of in this holding pattern as we continue to deal day-to-day life with the coronavirus. But the NFL giving us a sidebar and something to chew on in the meantime. And for right now, that'll do it. We'll, uh, we'll join you next time for Matt Marino out in New York City. This is Dan Avone in San Francisco saying thanks for joining us and see you next time, everybody. So long. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 